The Mountain News Roundup is in collaboration with WMHW News, Central Michigan Life, and News Central. Hey guys, welcome to the Tuesday 6 o'clock Mountain News Roundup here on the Mountain 91.5. My name is Kylie Schapansky and I'm going to be bringing you the news from this week and letting you know what's coming up this weekend. So if you want to hear about things going on in Mount Pleasant and the mid-Michigan area, stick around here on 91.5 The Mountain. As always, let's first jump into CMU news. A CMU dance professor is receiving the 2022-23 Provost Award for Outstanding Research and Creative Activity. Heather Traumer Birdsley is the coordinator of the CMU dance program in the Department of Theater and Dance and Artistic Director of the University Theater Dance Company. Traumer Birdsley's concert dance works have been performed nationally and internationally. Recent choreographic projects include jazz and tap dance for a performance in Nyoga, Japan, and an educational opera based on the anatomy of the human vocal folds with CMU colleagues and faculty from Columbus State University, Georgia. Her choreography has been featured in films that have been screened nationally and internationally, including Slipping By, directed by Eric Limarenko, and Rising, directed by Keely Stanley Bone. If you have old electrics sitting around in your house that need to be thrown away, you're in luck. The Central Sustainability Club is hosting an electronics drive this week until March 24th. You can drop off your old electronics in the residence hall lobbies or in the Central Sustainability Office in Dow 275. Students can drop off anything with a cord or battery, such as kitchen appliances, monitors, TVs, regular wires, and others. This drive is to help continue on central sustainability missions and participation in the campus race to zero wastes in the months of February and March. One of the foundational members of the Black Lives Matter movement, Fanmilula Fagmagmilia, is set to speak in the Plakta Auditorium on Thursday, March 16th. The event is in collaboration with Program Board and the Multicultural Academic Student Services as part of CMU's Black History Month series. The event was originally scheduled for February 24th, but was postponed due to weather conditions. Fagmamilia's program is titled Everyday Transformations, Becoming a Force for Good in the World and Your World. In it, she addresses themes like group-centered leadership and contemporary and historical justice movements. According to her website, as one of the original organizers of the Black Lives Matter movement, Fagmamilia contributed to the organization's inception in 2013. Her work was honored by the U.S. Congress in both 2015 and 2018, and her writing, political analyses, and social commentary have been featured in publications such as The Guardian, TNT, Now This News, and NPR. The event is at 7 p.m. this Thursday in the Plakta Auditorium. Now for CMU Sports, Central Michigan Baseball picked up its second win in a four-game series against Sacramento State on Friday with a final score of 8-3. The Chippewas move to 8-6 on the season and will face the Hornets on Saturday, weather permitting to end the series. Central Michigan softball competed in an indoor tournament at U.S. Bank Stadium, where they went 2-3, defeating St. Thomas 4-0 and 8-5, while failing to Drake 3-1, Idaho State 6-5, and Minnesota 2-1. The Chippewas are now 10-12 and 12 on the season, with the Mid-American Conference season quickly approaching. The Chippewas will have a week off before they face off against Michigan State in East Lansing on Tuesday, March 21st at 5 p.m. 
Central Michigan University Gymnastics won its last regular season and conference meet against Kent State on Sunday with a final score of 196.175 to 195.975. The Chippewas moved to 4-2 in Mid-American Conference competition and 5-4 overall and will be returning to Ohio this weekend for the Mid-American Conference Championships. That's all I have for sports. Today marks one month since students began recovering from the mass shooting at Michigan State University, which killed three students and left five injured. While MSU police have revealed more about the shooter and his motive, MSU Interim President Teresa K. Woodruff says they are tightening campus security. According to a press release, safety improvements will focus on four areas, building access, classroom and door locks, camera coverage expansion, and mandatory training. Here are the changes outlined by MSU Interim President Teresa K. Woodruff. Effective March 13th, most buildings on the East Lansing campus will require key card access by current students, faculty, or staff members from 6 p.m. to 7.30 a.m. the next day. The university will begin outfitting 1,300 classrooms on campus with an appropriate lock system that allows instructors to secure classrooms while maintaining building and fire code compliance and allowing first responders to enter the spaces in the event of an emergency. MSU will expand its camera network of more than 2,000 to include additional cameras throughout campus, including academic buildings and green light phones already on campus to provide adequate monitoring coverage. While the university has voluntary active violence training available through MSU Police and Public Safety, it will begin requiring all students, faculty, and staff to complete active violence intruder training starting this fall. Also relevant is House Democrats in Michigan celebrating a win in the fight for gun reform from this past week. This past Wednesday, Dems were able to pass a gun background check bill in a party-line vote. The legislation would close a, quote, loophole in the state law requiring background checks for pistol sales but not for long guns purchased from private sellers. The bill passed in the House in a 56-53 vote, with Republicans uniformly opposing the legislation. The bill is now headed to the Senate for further consideration. According to Gifford's Law Center to Prevent Gun Violence, if approved by the Senate and signed by Governor Whitmer, Michigan would become the 15th state with a universal background check law. Now let's dive into a new segment where I talk about something that happened on this day in history. On March 14th of 1950, the Federal Bureau of Investigation instituted the 10 Most Wanted Fugitives list in an effort to publicize particularly dangerous fugitives. The creation of the program arose out of a wire service news story in 1949 about the toughest guys the FBI wanted to capture. The story drew so much public attention that the 10 most wanted list was given the okay by J. Edgar Hoover the following year. That is all I have for you today. Thanks for sticking around for this week's Mountain News Roundup and tune back in next Tuesday at 6. I'm your host, Kylie Shapansky.